The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone, and a happy new year to you all. 2022, I hope you all had fantastic holidays, Christmas, uh, whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa. Uh, We already celebrated Diwali. That was in November, I believe, and uh, and New Year's. And here we are in 2022, and it's so funny because, uh, you know, you watch the Facebook memes and graphics that come out. And um, and one was out going, oh, no, 2022 sounds like 2022, like also, oh, my gosh. And so uh, like, oh, we hope that 2022 isn't like 2020. Right. So we got but that's OK, because we got two, two, two. Those are angel numbers. Those are fabulous. Um, but I'm not going to give any predictions because I don't want to bring anybody down. For this year, uh, I will talk about what you need to do for this year to use the energy of 2022 the proper way. And it's really, 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 really vital um, that you listen to that. So we're going to be talking about that today. Um, I had some fabulous holidays. They were wonderful. Um, uh, But yes, uh, shortly after Christmas, like just a couple of days, my wife's birthday is on the 28th. And so the family decided, that's my, my son and daughter-in-law, three grandchildren, and my daughter and son-in-law, and my wife and I. And um, we chose a, a wonderful restaurant in town that, unfortunately, uh, because hardly anybody is going into some of the restaurants here, they have very short staff. They don't, have, they don't bring on a lot of people because they're not making the money to pay them. So we went into a restaurant where there was basically only six other people and the poor owner had to have his girlfriend come in to help him. He had a full kitchen, but servers, he didn't have anybody. So um, so we went and we felt really safe there because it was so empty. 
And then two days later, my daughter gets really, really sick, bronchitis or a feeling like she has pneumonia, a lot of heaviness on her chest. She has a low-grade fever. So she goes right away to a clinic to get a coronavirus test. Um, We were all waiting for the results. It was supposed to come back within 48 hours. So we're waiting and we're waiting. And meanwhile, my wife and I were supposed to go on New Year's Eve to a friend's house who was having some people over and they were all vaccinated. They were all negative. So we felt comfortable going there, but we didn't feel comfortable knowing that we were exposed to the coronavirus and didn't know whether or not um, we had anything waiting for her test results and trying to figure out um, when we went to go get our tests. So we waited and waited and it never came back. So we didn't do anything for New Year's Eve except stay home and uh, watch the Dick Clark New Year's Eve celebration on TV. Always have to do that. You know, that's in New York and New Year's Eve tradition with us. And so the next day, New Year's Day, she gets the result and it came back negative, but she was still feeling really sick and we were all right. So we had our neighbors over for New Year's Day, just two of them, you know, we felt comfortable. And then the next day, my daughter gets, she went to the clinic to um, a different clinic, an urgent care, to get some medication now. Now that she figured that she didn't have coronavirus, maybe she can get some medication. Maybe she has bronchitis or something like that, have her chest checked out. They gave her two tests while she was there, and they came back positive. And the doctor said that chances are, when she went for the first test, it might have been too early to detect the coronavirus, even though she had the symptoms. So you see, you've got to be really careful. If you feel you've been exposed, don't just get one test, get two, whether you have symptoms or not. Wear a mask at least for 10 days after you've been exposed, wherever you go, inside and out. That is the CDC guidelines. And so now my wife went and got tested yesterday, yesterday, yes, and it came back negative for her. Um, I'm going tomorrow to get tested and we'll get tested again just to make sure we're not carrying it because we could be asymptomatic. Both of us are feeling fine. But that's the craziness that you've got to pay attention to when this Omicron is going around like wildfire. And um, um, it was on the news last night that it came in that nationally, one million people, one million people in one day were tested positive for the coronavirus. One million people. And that's because it took them a while to get all the numbers from the holidays. So that was actually a couple of days of accumulation before they got the numbers together. But that's ridiculous. Okay. So we have to be extra careful. I don't care how positive you are out there. Okay. I don't care how spiritual minded you are out there. There is a reason why this is going on. It is for all of us, not just the unspiritual. Right. We'd love to think that, right? We want to think, oh, we're on a really good path. So this is for everybody else and not for me because I have a positive attitude. So I'm going to manifest good health. Well, that's great. Good for you. I'm glad you're going to manifest good health. But thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That was the message. 
So, so don't be standing out there when you've got this horrible virus going around, not getting vaccinated, not wearing your mask because you want to believe you're the spiritual one. Well, guess what? I think Jesus stubbed his toes a couple of times. He certainly got hurt, and it certainly showed that he could get hurt. So as long as you're living in a physical body, and um, you're still not perfect yet because you haven't moved any mountains, and if you so have that faith, then do me a favor and put out all the fires all over the world. Stop all of the, the hurricanes. Change the weather because you have that capacity. And unless you have that capacity, then you should be doing something about making sure you take care of yourself the right way in this physical world. Go get vaccinated and don't come up with any ridiculous excuse other than you're allergic to it or you have some other condition that keeps you from getting vaccinated. Oh, and please, people, aborted fetuses. That is the religious take on this, why people who claim religious exemption from getting vaccinated is because of that, because the, the vaccine has used aborted fetuses from a long time ago, by the way, in order to be tested and in order to develop, develop the vaccination. All right. Well, I got a secret for you. Every life-saving drug out there and comfort drug has used at some point and some time aborted fetuses in order to be tested. Tylenol, for example, you have a headache? You guys using Tylenol? Well, guess what? They used aborted fetuses for that. Oh, Advil? Uh, yes, guess what? They use aborted fetuses for that. Listen, as long as we're in the world and there is women's choice and there is no such thing as death, but there is such a thing as bringing a child into the world and making it suffer because it only has a single young parent or it needs to flood the adoption agencies or the, the foster care agencies. And you think that that's better than just eliminating the life so that the soul can come in at another time, at a better time. And as long as these fetuses are being aborted, how do you know that isn't part of what's helping us to live today? We're using life to save life. We're using life that was removed from a woman to save and create more life. So how is that wrong? And why would God be against that? Oh, thou shalt not kill. Seriously, you want to use that now? Well, then you shouldn't be living in America. And you shouldn't call yourself American. And you shouldn't call yourself free. Or you shouldn't call yourself anything because every single country in the world today has survived off of war and killing. I, I'm not saying it was right. I think we went off the path a long time ago. But don't call one killing okay and another killing not okay. And those are guidelines, by the way, not laws and commandments. They're guidelines. Don't kill senselessly. 
don't kill for the reasons you think you should be killing. Certainly don't kill for freedom. You're already free. You created the lack of freedom. We created that as humans. We created the circumstance to have to go to war and battle. So uncreate it. But don't pick and choose what you want to use the laws for or the guidance for. You got it? So go get vaccinated, whatever your religious. No, I don't. No. Do we respect all religions? Absolutely not. I don't. Do not tell me that the snake charmers who believe that they can be bitten by snakes and stay alive is an okay religion. I don't respect that. <laughs> you have choices. That doesn't mean I have to like them or respect them or agree with them. Respect means that you're validating them. I respect you as being a human and a spirit and a soul. I don't have to respect your practices because I'm not condoning them. And I'm certainly not going to enable them. So, no, I don't respect all religions. I don't respect some of the religious teachers who use the religions to get their agenda across. I don't respect that. They're hypocrites. Jesus didn't respect them either. Otherwise, he wouldn't have called them hypocrites. If he respected and accepted everything, don't you think he would have gone, okay, Pharisees and Sadducees, it's okay that you're teaching stupid stuff. It's okay that you've got God all wrong. I respect you for that. I respect your opinion. So let's just agree to disagree. Oh, that phrase never came out of Jesus's mouth. What came out of his mouth is, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Of course, what, stop complaining. Walk your talk. You don't believe in God, so stop saying you do. That's what he said. That's what he pointed out. And so I say the same thing. I think I'm in good company. So 2022 and all of this resolution stuff that's what today's episode is is truly about is resolutions resolutions and revolutions is it really a resolution or is it a revolution think about it for a moment what is a resolution what is it to be resolute right resolution resolution is a very strong commitment all right it's a, a very firm decision to do or not do something. And the second definition of it, it's a quality of being determined or resolute. Being determined. And resolute means being determined, by the, by the way. So it's a firm decision to do or not do something. And a quality. Okay, so I am determined. So why do we need a determination to start with? What is that saying right from the get-go? If we need on January 1st, the beginning of the year, the new year, we're going to start the year off great. We're going to start the year off real positive. I am going to make a firm decision. Why? Why does it have to be a firm decision? Just think about the word and the definition. Doesn't the definition alone imply something negative? Yes, it does. It implies 
that your previous decisions weren't as firm or strong. And therefore, you must have failed at something. Because now you're going to make a stronger decision. You're going to make a stronger commitment because your last commitment was too weak. That's why you didn't lose weight all year. What are? That was, a, that was another thing. If you look up the top resolutions that people make throughout the world now, this isn't just in the United States alone. This is throughout the world. The number one resolution is a group of them combined together. It's about health and becoming healthier. So about 20% is about losing weight. Another 20% about getting stronger and exercising more, getting into shape. Another large percent is stop drinking. Believe it or not, that is in the top percentile of resolutions is to stop drinking. Think, think about what I'm just saying. Lose weight, exercise more. These aren't things that you've been doing in the past, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to make a resolution, a strong commitment, a strong determination to make them now. And to stop drinking, stop drinking. So that implies right away you've been drinking and probably drinking too much if you have to stop it or make a strong commitment to stop it. So that obviously, that, that's really clear right there as to why people make that resolution. So do you hear, is it a resolution? I say it's a revolution. Well, who is it a revolution with? Oh my God, who are you battling? Oh, oh, is it the other people? Yes, it is. It's the other people who put all that weight on you that you don't like. It's the other people who keep you from exercising. It's the other people who keep you healthy. And certainly all the other people who are pouring drinks down your throat. Like I just did with water. And so what does that mean? What are we saying here? It's a revolution. I say it's a revolution. But who is it a revolution with? Well, it isn't with anybody else. We know that. I was being sarcastic. It's not a revolution with anybody else. So who is it a revolution with? It's a revolution with yourself. So you are telling yourself, one part of you consciously is telling another part of you, hey, listen, you. We're going to lose weight this year. You hear me? I know you tried before. I know you failed at it over and 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 over again. I know you lost the weight and then you put it back. But this year, it's different this year. Do you hear me? I'm going to win. Listen, you. You've been drinking too much. Again. You slowed down. You stopped. You quit for several years. You went back to it again. This time, I'm determined. You're going to lose. I'm going to win. Listen to me. You flabby, old, weak person. You, you can't even climb the stairs without running out of breath. You're going to the gym. You're going to exercise. You're going to walk. You're going to get some endurance. 
You hear me? I'm going to win. There's the revolution. Isn't that what you're saying? Isn't that what you're doing? A strong determination? Who is it a strong determination against? You think it's a strong determination for something. But if you're trying to fix a weakness, you can't fix a weakness from the weakness. That's a foolish idea. And it's why 92%, of all resolutions made on January 1st fail within the month of January. You get that? 92%. That means only 8% succeed. And I believe those 8% succeed for a different reason. Not because they made a resolution. Because they were resolute before they made the resolution. I'll talk about that. How you succeed at making changes. But you certainly do not succeed at creating a strength from a weakness. No, you don't. You can't. It's it's not logistically capable. It's not just it's not reasonable. It's not in the law of physics. That's like trying to build a skyscraper on pure sand in the middle of the desert. It doesn't have a strong foundation to build off of. The foundation is weak. It's going to collapse. It's going to move. It's going to make the building collapse. So trying to make a New Year's resolution is trying to build a skyscraper, because that's how determined you are, on sand, quicksand, by the way, because it only lasts a month, not even, some only a couple of weeks. Right, because you're so motivated, but you're motivated from a demotivated place. You're motivated from a failure or something you think was a failure. You're motivated from a place of feeling broken. If it wasn't true, if I'm lying to you, then you wouldn't need to make a resolution, would you? You wouldn't need to make a strong commitment. You would just say, okay, oh yeah, I'm going back on my diet again. I'm going to you know, change my way of, of eating so I become healthier. And then chances are the weight will come off by itself. Yeah. That's a different attitude. But there's more you have to do. I'll talk about that. But think about that. Think about the resolution. Think about what I'm saying and why I say it's a revolution. And it's a battle. And as long as you get into any battle, you have the greatest chance of losing that battle. Somebody's got to lose. And if you're in a battle with yourself, who's going to lose? You know, I, I joke about that I talk with myself all the time. You know, I do. I talk with myself all the time. And I tell people I even get into arguments with myself. And, and that doesn't scare me. The scary part is that sometimes I lose those arguments. Did you ever say that? Isn't that funny? That you can lose the argument? 
Well, if you get into a revolution with yourself, right, who's going to lose? Somebody's got to lose. And the loser is always you. It's you. You lose. Do you have a chance of winning? Yeah, sure. But who wants to get in a battle with yourself to start with? Who wants the chance of losing that battle? You do. So why get into a revolution with yourself? Why set yourself up? Because that's the other thing that resolutions do. So 92% of the people who make resolutions wind up feeling worse about themselves for the rest of the year because they couldn't fulfill their New Year's resolution. Every time you try to make what you think is a strong commitment to yourself to do something, and then you don't do it, you feel like shit. Even more so. Now, your second part of your brain, I call it the adult-made mind. Read my book that's going to be coming out this year. Yes, it is. It's in the editor's hand, finishing it up right now. And then it gets over to the publisher. It'll be coming out mid-year. So we'll talk about that some more. But this is what my work is all based on. I introduced the environmental-made mind and the adult-made mind in that book. Your brain has to protect you. It protects you. You've heard me talk about this before. It protects you physically. It protects you emotionally. And the way it protects you emotionally is by creating a new set of beliefs to hide and shield the original set of beliefs that you're thinking about and believing about yourself to start with. So here you are feeling like garbage because you weren't able to do some of the things that you wanted to do during the year. So now January 1st, you make New Year's resolution to feel better about yourself because that's what it does. Well, I feel good. So every January 1st, we feel oh, so gung-ho, it's unbelievable, right? And then we fail. And where do you think that belief goes? What do you think? You don't, you just throw it away. Oh, big deal. I failed again. No matter how old you are, no matter how many resolutions you made, and no matter how many times you failed, think of how many times you have shoved deep down in your psyche that you feel like a piece of crap because you didn't get accomplish what you wanted to accomplish until today. What do you think midlife crisis is? What do you think all of those depressions are about that people are experiencing? It's all about feeling like garbage because you're not accomplishing the things you want to accomplish in this life. Sometimes you don't even know what it is you're supposed to be accomplishing in this life, right? And it makes you feel like garbage and you stop yourself. You stop yourself from creating the life you want. You stop yourself from fulfilling your dreams. You stop yourself from even knowing what your dreams are all because you wound up making a resolution and didn't fulfill it because you came from the wrong place. All right, we're at commercial break. And on the other side of the commercial break and why you have to stay with me is because we're going to talk about the place you should come from that is going to guarantee you success. And I mean guarantee you. Better than any warranty and guarantee that you've ever had before. So stay with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. It is 2022. Happy New Year. And I'll be right back.
practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Okay, welcome back. And if you are just joining us, well, that was foolish. You got to listen from the very beginning. So you got to go back and you got to listen to today's episode because it's really important. It's about 2022 and resolutions and revolutions. Yes. And why you have to stop making these resolutions. You have to stop setting yourself up. That's what you do. We set ourselves up. For failure, I don't know if we like failure because we certainly set ourselves up for it all the time. All this goal planning. Yeah, you remember, make sure you get that Franklin planner and write everything down. You got to write and set your goals. You got to set those goals and go after your goals. That's bull crap. You don't need to set goals if you follow your soul's guidance. Well, first of all, you got to clear the crap out of your mind in order to hear your soul. And once you hear your soul, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, it's going to tell you on a daily basis what you need to do, what you don't need to do, what you don't need to worry about. You don't need to worry about anything. And you certainly don't need to write it down. Now, think about that again. Why do you need to write it down? Well, you forget, you're going to forget. Okay, so as you get older, you do forget things. But then you know what happens. Then you remember that you forgot. And then you get it done. Maybe you didn't get it done in the same day that you wanted to get it done that you set out to do it because you forgot to do it. It doesn't matter. It gets done. None of this matters. It's all an illusion anyway. You're going to get to the other side one day and you're going to say, holy crap, I can't believe I worried about how much I didn't get done when I didn't even have to do anything. That's right. You don't have to do anything. You only do what you want to do and what you remember to do. So every time you set down a goal, you're telling yourself, I'm so undisciplined that I need to write this goal down in order to achieve it. Oh, yes, that's what Tony Robbins will tell you. Got to set goals. All these motivated people, you got to set goals for yourself. All these supposed psychiatrists, psychologists that think they know about achievement is set goals. Well, I would like you to talk to anybody who is really successful. And I'm not talking about just a business. I'm talking about successful in their lives completely. Successful in their relationships and love. Successful in their health. And successful in their finances. Successful in feeling fulfilled. Talk to those people. And I will tell you right now, they'll say, oh, I started with goals. And then I surrendered the goal. There's that word surrender that I'm going to be talking about another day, another show this month, month. So be coming back. We're going to talk a lot about surrender and what the heck it means. They gave up their goals and they trusted their internal guidance system. Because every time you have to write something down to make sure you get it done, you are 
criticizing yourself. You're telling yourself, I'm not capable of doing it the right way. So I've got to write it down. Otherwise, I won't be motivated enough to get it done. Or resolutions. That word sounds really good. Resolutions. No resolutions. No goals. No goals. So how do you get things done? How do you achieve your dreams? Let's say you want to lose weight because you did put on some weight or it's healthier to lose the weight. Well, my daughter came along on one of the shows and you can go back and listen to that show talking about how she lost her weight and how she set her mind to do it. And the common denominator with the people who are successful, believe it or not, achieve their dreams, their plans, their so-called goals from their strengths, not from their weaknesses. What do I mean by that? From their strengths. What are their strengths? We all have strengths. Everyone. Um, I even was on a, on a television interview um, yesterday, and the host said, well, what about those people who don't know their strengths? Well, they don't know their strengths because they're not taking the time to look for them because they believe they're worthless, worth un, undeserving of strengths, have no value at all. So, yes, it's very hard to find your strengths when you think that way to start with. So you have to first start from the idea that you automatically have value because you come from something greater. You come from a great power, a great source that gives you value right away. It's an innate an automatic inherited understanding that you were created, therefore you are valuable. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be a soul. You wouldn't be in existence if you didn't have value. You would have disappeared. You would have no life, no existence, no thought process, no choice process, nothing. You would be a nothing. You would be an amoeba without a brain. But since you have a brain, and since you are breathing, since you are listening, since you have the capacity to listen and the capacity to make choices, you automatically have value. And you have to start from that point to believe in that. And once you start coming from that point, then you need to look at some of the choices you made. Yes, maybe you made some really stupid choices. Let's not cover them up with pink fuzzies. Some of our choices have been stupid. I know I made stupid choices in my past. It's okay. Things happen for a reason. And sometimes the reason is we made stupid choices. And that's okay. It's okay. And it's okay to admit that we made stupid choices. Because that's what life is. Making high choices, making low choices, making good choices, making stupid choices. You know? Getting in a car when I was younger, back in the old days, before they had some of the laws that they had, oh, my God. We went out to bars at 18 years old. First of all, the drinking age was 18 years old. We went out to bars. How did we get home? We drove home. Now, we didn't necessarily drive on a bunch of highways because we lived in a lot of suburban or rural areas. So if, if anything that we were going to hit, it would have been maybe a neighbor's car that was parked on the street or the garbage pail for the next day garbage pickup or knock down a mailbox. 
but we didn't get into a tank car pileup and kill a whole bunch of people. There were deaths. Don't get me wrong. There were deaths. But we made stupid choices. We drank. We got in the car. We drove. That is not a high choice. It's not a low choice. It's a stupid choice. (laughs) So it's okay. So as long as you can make choices, you have value. That's my point. And so you look at the strengths you have. Okay. What are the strengths you have? Well, you aren't always heavy. Maybe you started out as a child, but there may have been some time, should have been some time, where you tried to lose weight. Even if you didn't ever lose weight, you could look at those people who are thinner and their mobility is better. You could look at your blood pressure. Don't tell me that your vitals are perfect if you are 300, 400, or 50, 60 pounds overweight. Even when you're 10 pounds overweight, you start feeling sluggish. You're not in the size pants that you want to be in, right? So health-wise, there's got to be something. You can imagine that if you lost the amount of weight that you would want, whatever it is, that you would feel better. I'd feel better about myself. You know, I'd look even better. I like that. I like looking good. You know, there was a time even when I was heavy that I dressed up and I looked really good. I liked the way I looked. I can imagine how much better I'd look and feel if I lose weight. And since we walk around and we look in the mirror, we can appreciate that. And the way we present ourselves in public, we can appreciate that. We can appreciate our appearance. It's why we have eyes. And why the speed of light is faster than the speed of sound. We see before we hear because it's faster because vision and impression is foremost and first the way we present ourselves, the way the world looks. So we feel better about ourselves. Oh, wow. That's a, you know what? I'm going to lose some weight this year because I want to feel even better. I remember how good I felt when I did lose some of that weight, my clothes fit me better. I was healthier. I had more energy. My goodness, I love the idea that I had more energy. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to do that again. You know what? You know what? When I was doing some exercise when I was younger, man, I had stamina. I was able to go climb some mountains and bicycle go walking without any aches and pains. I'm going to do that again. That felt so good. I really want, I want to have more fun. I want to have more energy this year because I got so much I've got planned for myself. Got such a wonderful year coming up and opportunities, man. I'm going to go exercise. You know what? When I wasn't drinking, I knew I wasn't putting my my organs through hell. My liver didn't have to work so hard. I personally had a greater personality. I didn't have any depression. And when I drink, I have some depression and I'm, oh, I'm just not the person that I'm really am. That's not me when I drink. And who needs, I felt so good not having to depend on alcohol I can make my way through some of my issues. I'm going to be working on my issues because that makes me feel good. You know what? No matter what it is that you want to accomplish, you want to write a book, you want to do some artwork, you want to take up that musical instrument that you've been putting aside, you're staring at the guitar, leaning up against the wall, 
always do it from a strength and a perspective of how good you felt doing it before and how good it's going to make you feel doing it again. That is a different attitude than I'm a piece of shit, fat as hell, and I got to lose damn weight, and I'm going to do that this year. What a lazy bastard I've been. I'm supposed to be writing that damn book, and I've been procrastinating like hell. I'm going to make a resolution to write this year. You know, I'm a friggin' alcoholic. What a waste I am. But I can do better than that. I'm going to go to AA now and, and, and try to stop being a piece of crap. Oh, yes. That is really going to succeed coming from that place of thinking how low, how bad, how much of a failure you are. And how much better you're going to feel about yourself just because you think you're going to get something done. You can't. You can't get anything done coming from there. You're building off of a weakness, but building off of a strength. I deserve to feel good. This is how I stopped smoking. I shared this with you before. I smoked for 33 years. And every time I tried to stop, I failed. And every time I failed, I felt weaker about myself. Until my 50th birthday, I was already involved. And, that, and this is after. Now, mind you, I was continuing to smoke even after my spiritual awakening. And I had been a psychic and doing psychic readings for other people. I was still smoking. I've been a psychic since I was 28 years old. And I was smoking all the way up until I was 50. And on my 50th birthday... This is what I said to myself. You know what? And this is the truth. I'm not exaggerating at all. I woke up and, and, and I don't know, something changed in me. I said, I'm 50 years old. That's a good year. That's a damn good year. I'm smarter. I'm wiser. I've got so much more to do in my life. What the hell am I doing by smoking? I don't want to smoke anymore. You know what? I love myself so much. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to experience my greatest existence here because I deserve it. I threw the pack of cigarettes away and never, ever went back to them again. Not a puff not a desire, not an urge, nothing. Because I felt strong about myself, not weak. I didn't feel like I was a weakling, that I was a loser all the other years and all the other times. I felt strong about myself. I felt loving toward myself. I loved myself. And I admitted for the first time that I loved myself. And it gave me such strength to give up my greatest habit. I mean, I loved smoking so much. And people laugh about this when I tell them this all the time. I was a, um, I had a Nordic track. Remember the Nordic track skier for exercise equipment, which by the way, is still the best 
piece of equipment for exercise because it is non-impacting. Cross-country skiing is non-impacting because it uses natural motion. And I used to sell them at Nordic Track. That was one of my part-time jobs while I was pursuing acting. And I had a skier. And on my skier in the water cup was an ashtray. And while I was skiing for a half hour, I was able to smoke. Yes, sir. I took a smoking break while I was skiing. Oh, better yet. In my bathroom, in the shower, I had a window up at the top. Not I was able to reach with the window ledge. And I had an ashtray in my shower. And I smoked while I was taking my shower very carefully so only the filter got wet and not the rest of the cigarette, otherwise it would go out. But I smoked in the shower. I went to the gym. I was a member of one of the first gyms. Oh, gosh, I forgot the names of the gym back then. Holiday Health Spa. Thank you. Somebody just reminded me. Holiday Health Spa in California. I was a member of Holiday Health Spa. I loved going to the gym. I would go into the steam room and the sauna and clean out my and clear out my lungs so that I could go outside and have the most refreshing cigarette after exercising. Yes, sir. That's how much I loved smoking. And it tasted so good to me. Tasted so good. Especially after going to the gym and clearing out my lungs. Well, here's the most interesting about, thing about that and talking about a spiritual bank account where I've done all of this self-love work and love of others work. I quit smoking in 19, when I was 50 years old. So I forgot what year that was already. That was 16 years ago that I quit smoking. So you do the math. So 16 years ago, and now as an adult, what they have seen is that lung cancer can come on even 33 years of smoking, no matter how long it's been since you've quit. They've seen elderly people or my age people even get lung cancer, develop lung cancer. So they have approved low-dose CAT scans, low-dose CAT scans, so low radiation, just minimally, just to check out the lungs to make sure that if they're going to catch any new developments, they catch them early enough. Well, you know what they've said when they checked out my lungs after I stopped smoking because I loved myself so much? That your lungs are as clear and as clean as a baby's lungs. My lungs are as clean and as clear as baby lungs. I'm very fortunate because I created that fortune by the love that I've done. And I healed my lungs because I said, I love myself so much. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to experience my greatest existence here because I deserve it. I came from a place of self-love, a reaffirmation of who I really am. And I can love myself so much because of who I am. I am a child of the most powerful 
energy and source there is in the world, the most loving energy and source there is in, in, in the entire existence of life, period. God, Yahweh, Elohim, spirit, source, doesn't matter what name you call it. I am its child. And that makes me magnificent and fabulous. And even though I've made some stupid mistakes in this life and stupid choices, I'm still fabulous. I can never ruin the fact that I'm a child of this source. And guess what? If I can never ruin that fact, neither can you. No matter what you've done in your life, no matter what choices you've made, you cannot, you cannot deny and you cannot ruin and you cannot take away your incredible magnificence and your value and your worth. And if you begin to recognize that and just admit that and then love that and love who you are, then you can accomplish anything. If I did, after 33 years of smoking, and my wife did the same thing, she said the same thing, she did the same thing, we've never been back to smoking again. We don't need it. Because it was harmful to us. And I'm worth more than harming myself. And I don't drink, and neither does my wife. Because it can be harmful. Oh, yeah, we have glasses of wine. We have, we have a cocktail every now and then. Cocktails, glasses of wine, a beer, doesn't hurt you. Five beers do. Five glasses of wine does. And so every choice you make needs to come from a choice of self-love. So I say instead of making New Year's resolutions... Make New Year's reaffirmations. Why do I call them reaffirmations and not just affirmations? Affirmations make it sound like something we never knew before. Reaffirmation affirms that we know and knew we were magnificent. We forgot it. And we just have to remind ourselves of it. So it's not something you have to make yourself today. It's something you have to remind yourself of because you've just forgotten it. No matter what your life has been, no matter how you came into this world and no matter what you experienced, torment, torture, crisis, or pleasure, love, joy, no matter what you're living now is not a definition of who you are. It doesn't take away from what you were when you were created. And so you have to remind yourself to renew, to reawaken what's inside of you, to wake that up again. So it's a reaffirmation, not something new at all, you're not a newbie. There are no more new souls ever created. The original ones were created by the God source. All the other beings you see here, we've created. They're parts of us. So there's nothing new about you. You're old. 
You're an old soul who's forgotten how old you are. You've forgotten the wisdom you have. You've forgotten that you did make choices once that were high, and maybe you're still making some of those higher choices today, but you want to continue to remind yourself and reaffirm for yourself how magnificent you are, then go at what you would like to add, change, enhance in your life this year. And let me tell you why it's so important this year. Here is my prediction of the energy of 2022. You must set a reaffirmation for yourself this year. You must write your dream down. You must have an intention because you're going to be pushed forward once again as the year 2020 did. It's accelerating. The universe is accelerating to hasten our evolvement. And what that means is more energy, more power, more push. And as long as you have a positive intention, you will be pushed in that direction and you will succeed beyond belief this year. If you do not have an intention, if you are negative, just consider being shoved down into the ground even more so. So turn that negative understanding and belief around no matter where you are, no matter what your life looks like today, that is not a reality. You are not destitute. It only seems that way. You are still magnificent. You can still make choices to make positive things happen for yourself. Take those steps. Be around the right people. Listen to the right programs. Listen to anything that keeps motivating you and motivating you and motivating you. And make reaffirmations reminding you of your magnificent, reminding you of your strengths, not your weaknesses. Do not make a resolution. And create the life you want this year, because you can, you deserve it, but it's up to you. It's in your hands. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Join me again next week when we talk more about growth, evolvement, renewal, everything you need to hear to not only have a fabulous year, but to have a fabulous life. I'm Vincent Jenner, your psychic therapist and medium, and wishing all of you again a happy new year. Have a fabulous week. I'll hear you and see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.